Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the savage podcast. Hello, guys. Welcome to our new studio. We are in our Savage Podcast Studio, <laughs> aka my apartment. Oh, Daniel, you're not supposed to out it. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, it's our is... new office, guys. Our new office exactly. and new studio. It's our little. It's our little um, o- oasis. <laughs> you know. Yes, it's a little corner of Daniel's apartment, mm-hmm. actually. So yes, we have a world map behind yep. us. This is true. Would you like to tell us about this map, Daniel? I will actually, there's a story behind it, guys. So this map is a map of the world. For those um, of you that are just listening on the audio, he's pointing to a map of the world. Yes. <laughs> um, basically, I got this like a really long time ago. And um, part of my plan is like as I'm traveling and seeing different parts of the world, I'm putting little like pins in the places that I've been. So very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. We've got some pins, a ton of pins in Australia, yep. a lot of pins in uh uh central america mm-hmm. we've got some pins in asia oh, and damn. europe you're outing my travel, travel mm-hmm. destinations Rose. i want to get one of these you need to i, I mean will. roses will pretty much be all covered you no know, i think we're about are we the same ish no, just think in so. different places true anyways god damn so oh. how have you been rose what's been <laughs> what's been going on you're, you're acting like we don't see each other <laughs> or speak to each other every single day this is true this is true well it's been good daniel mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean, there isn't really much to report as my life is not very interesting. <laughs> but we will talk about the new vaccine. Oh, well, not yes. the new vaccine, but the vaccine. The AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca, which my parents got. Ooh. Ooh my parents got the first dose of mm-hmm. AstraZeneca. And this is a big deal, okay? In like in the States, everyone is freaking vaccinated. So many people are vaccinated in the States. Not fair. Yeah. It's and like, here, it's like, oh my God, even our parents are just getting vaccinated. I know. And like like I don't get well I do get partially because obviously there was a lot of delayed shipments mm-hmm. and everything else and you know one story after the other <laughs> about um, about vaccines about vaccines and AstraZeneca mm-hmm. I thought it was like super dangerous yeah but then it turns out because I was like you know what they're talking about blood clots they're talking mm-hmm. about like not allowing this to you know like not allowing people to get it yeah and then I thought oh it must be like a pretty wide uh, it must be a pretty high number of people that got blood clots. You would think. Two people in Canada. Two people. Yeah. This is the thing. I feel like I feel like throughout the pandemic and throughout, we've seen the media like blow things. Maybe, I mean, obviously for those people that, those two people that were right. impacted, I That's mean, it's huge, true. right? Like you can die from blood clots. But um, you can also die from COVID. I know this is so true. Um, and isn't the percentage higher? Like the probability? Of dying from the COVID? I don't from know. The, from the blood clots. I guess, I don't know. I guess it depends on, I guess, uh, the age of the person. That's 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 part of it, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think, I just wish that the media didn't take like, you know, for example, if it's two people in Canada out of however many doses, like mm-hmm. we have done quite a lot of doses right. of AstraZeneca, right? So like, I think the percentage is so small of your chance of getting it. Yeah. So it's like, and then they make it seem like this huge deal, like this is so impactful, like you shouldn't get it. And I'm just like, oh, you're, it's like fear mongering almost, yeah, you know? Yeah, a little bit. Like, yeah. oh, it's and the problem is like you see an article and you only read a lot of times you just read the headline. Yeah. And then so when the headlines like AstraZeneca 
causes blood clots you're mm-hmm. just like oh my god like yeah. you shouldn't take it well it's like i think i mentioned this before on the podcast one of the things that was quite funny or not funny but in canada they uh in calgary they deemed um in school so they had the schools open sure and they said basically if the schools have more than two cases it's, okay it's going to be designated as an outbreak oh right <laughs> so basically and i said to myself i was like okay like if you heard the word just on a regular day and I was like, oh my <laughs> yeah. God, Rose, there was an outbreak of chicken pox at the store down <laughs> right. there. Like you wouldn't think two cases. You would be like, wow. Okay, Wait, like, is it two or or more than two cases? Two or more. Oh, so it can be two cases. It can be two cases. And that can be considered an and outbreak. And then it will be deemed an outbreak. Really? Which I but th- was that always the case with anything else? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's like loosely defined, but I remember them specifically being like on the news. Right. They're like, if there's two or more cases, so there could be a lot of cases. It could legitimately be an outbreak. Sure. But in my humble opinion, guys, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but two <laughs> oh, cases. Oh, they will. They'll correct you if they you're will. wrong. Oh, they will. <laughs> um, two cases an outbreak does not make. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? You know, you're right. I, I do agree that mm-hmm. outbreak sounds very dramatic. It does. It does. Yeah. It sounds like something big has happened. Something's outbroken. But then what, what's the, what's another word to use? There's been two, a couple cases. There's been a couple <laughs> cases. Exactly. There's that's been a, true. Like, cause it, and again, it's like, that's what a, would be enough. Do you think? I don't know. Like what is the, I would consider an outbreak to be maybe like 10 or more cases. Wow. Oh, I was going to say like maybe four or five. Four or five. Yeah, four or five. In a school of like five, six hundred people. I don't know, but like, I don't know. God damn. Well, maybe four or five. I don't know. I just feel like two is such a low number. And if you're hearing like an outbreak is at this school, an yeah. outbreak's over here, you're going to start freaking out and find Let's out. Let's count it as a mass shooting. How many people? Can you Google it for a second? I will Google. I will I, I've, Go- I've known this before, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, let's see. Four or more. Four or more shot. And or killed in a single in a event. Single event yeah. So maybe for an outbreak, it should be four or more. I think so. Because <laughs> again, when you think... No, but you want a 10, Danny. Yeah, tens, I think 10's like pushing it a little bit. Do you That's think so? a lot. Yeah. I think if there's at least five, if, if there's five, it could be an outbreak. Yeah. Okay. I mean, let's... A uh, mass shooting is four or more, so... Yeah. <laughs> and that's another, that's another term, though. You hear the term mass shooting and you do think... Yeah. A mass. <laughs> a mass of people. A mass of people. Yeah. So... Yeah, I just, I feel like, yeah, the terminology that's being thrown around, like, is, is fear-mongering a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, maybe. You Do you know? think it's done on purpose? I don't know if it's necessarily done on purpose. I think the media is just, like, reporting a story, I guess. And they, right. they, they, they I'm sure they're not the ones that necessarily define the terms, per uh-huh. se. But Interesting. I don't know. It just sounds more, you know, yeah. ooh. You have to remember as well is, like, you know, news and also, like, newspapers and things like that. They want to sell, like... This is the problem. Yeah. Maybe it shouldn't be a fucking business. Exactly. Because they're businesses, right? So It shouldn't be, though. I know. No, but that's weird. So, in Canada, we have, like, the national media, right? So, we yeah. have, like, the CBC, which is the Canadian Broadcasting, Broadcasting Corporation. That's yeah. public... That's a public corporation. I believe so, Like, yes. a public, like, government entity, yeah. is it? So... But other than that, I guess mm. any media company could be a private company. Exactly. And and even even the, the Canadian one, yeah, they're reporting on news and stuff, but they're also competing with the other news this stations, right? So like they're they, the whole idea, especially around news, at least from my perspective, mm-hmm. and I could look at it wrong, is you want a headline. You want something that's going to grab. Yeah. It's, same with, it's the same like with YouTube. If you're posting a video, yeah. you want a title that's going to grab people's attention. True. So, and if you're competing in that space, you're going to use like buzzwords you're going to use like things that draw people in that's like oh my god what's happening like what's going on with this story yeah even though it's not like you know as um 
as crazy as they make it seem. Right. You know, they, they just want to draw that, draw those people in. Yeah. Now it's becoming even more and more because now we have like digital news, like online yeah. news. Now they're competing with so many other platforms mm-hmm. that traditionally you would just have, you know, a few companies doing newspapers. Yeah. Whereas now you can like, you're competing with social media, like all kinds of stuff. Exactly. So now they have to have even bigger titles and yeah. more catchy things. And then of course there's ad revenue tied to everything. Mm-hmm. And oh my God. It gets crazy. And I feel like also too, over time, as we, we as a society, we get more like desensitized to some of this stuff as yes. well. Like when you're constantly seeing mass shooting, mass shooting, mass shooting, it starts to lose its meaning. Mm-hmm. So then they have to come up with new things to pull people in. Do you know what I mean? Even oh crazier things that are happening. So <sighs> guys, <laughs> On that happy note. On that on that happy note, what's the most depressing story you got today? Oh God, there's a few here. There's oh actu- God, I actually don't know what Daniel's gonna pull up today. Oh, you that, did your homework. Kind of. God, oh. <laughs> kind of, Rose. You just did well, it last ten minutes. Yep. Should okay. we uh, should we should we talk about this? I mean, this this story itself is. Oh motherfucker. Yeah, it's really sad. Okay, so we're talking about drug overdoses. Mm-hmm. Oh no, this is so sad, this Daniel. Is really sad, okay, yeah. but we're gonna have to talk about it. Because it's like, I think I have a lot to say about this. Oh, Go. God damn, oh god damn. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'll read you guys the article, the story here. Um basically, um it's not a huge surprise, but they're saying, and this is um US stats, by the way, guys. Um, but I'm sure you could extrapolate the data and of course pr- to a lot of different countries. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not just a US problem. hundred percent. Yeah. Um so basically drug overdose and oh, overdose ugh. Oh my god. <laughs> Drug overdose deaths have surged during the coronavirus uh, pandemic. Now we see like over the last kind of like since 2016, they've stayed relatively kind of like fluctuated Stable to yeah, some extent. around like maybe around 70,000 deaths a year, which still seems like a lot. Um, but it's basically like skyrocketed now and they're predicting that it's going to get up to about 90,000. Uh, and th- th- that was in 2020. So even more probably. So it went from, so in like, let's see the highest before that we can see in this chart is a little above 70,000. And that was in, um, 2017. And now in 2020, September, 2020, it was 87,000. Yeah. What? Oh my God. So it's gone up substantially. That's a huge increase. It has. And especially because before it was relatively stable. Yeah. It would be interesting to see. Like I wish they did extrapolate a little bit further out. Yeah. I do wish I saw it before. To see like 2014, 15, 16. So these are overdose, overdose deaths. Yeah. So new data shows that more Americans died of drug overdose in the year leading to September, 2020. So it it was the period of September that, October 2019 to September 2020 that these deaths were reported, Uh um, leading to more deaths in a 12-month period since the opioid epidemic began. Right. So they have a really big problem over there um, with opioids. Opioids? What counts as an opioid? Why can't I say that (laughs) word? Opioid. What Um, a strange word. It is a strange word. I don't know. What is an opioid? I think it's like heroin, meth, those kind of drugs, but... You just made that up, didn't you? I did, yeah. (laughs) What... Oh God, guys, this is, what is, oh, interesting. Opioids are substances, uh, which, uh, when reaching opioid receptors have effects similar to those of morphine. Okay. So it's medically, they're primarily used for pain relief, including anesthesia. So I think a lot of drugs can fall under the opioid. Hmm. I'm trying to think if there's like, oh yeah. So heroin, for example, is considered. So I was right. I don't think meth is because I think because I think um, meth is a different type of thing. It's like a, it's a methamphetamine. That's yes, what they call it. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh 
god we so, are so unknowledgeable about this i know this. well that's probably in some ways a good thing <laughs> <laughs> no i think it's good to know about drugs yeah like rather than not know about it mm-hmm. i think that's the problem so yeah. i think the problem should i start my rant you should start your okay rant. but before you do Rose, okay let's I mean, actually read this thing first yeah okay so is there any other data in this thing that we should read so i'm just gonna read okay by the numbers well first of all why it matters so this is the little titles in the article um the stubborn increase of such deaths of despair shows that the opioid epidemic still has room to grow and that some of the social distancing steps we took to rein in the pandemic may have brought deadly side effects which you know i feel like this is kind of self-intuitive um by the numbers More than 87,000 Americans died of drug overdoses in the last 12 months leading up to September 2020. This represents a 29% increase um, in deaths when you compare to the year before. Um, Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. Oh, this is interesting. While the earliest years of the opioid epidemic were worst among white Americans in rural and suburban areas, black Americans are now suffering disproportionately. So does that mean that opioid opioid epidemic is more white people? No, no. I think it started. It says we're worse among... Because uh, this is in the earliest years. Oh, in the and earliest, now, but now they're suffering much more, black Americans. Exactly. And if you notice, like, you know, especially stuff like heroin, I seem to remember when I watched that documentary on drugs, they were, ta- <laughs> they were talking about... <laughs> Which documentary oh, on so drugs? Many, so many, Okay, guys. okay. Um, but they were talking about how, you know, like Coke, for example, is considered like a, a white collar drug sure, sure, sure. that bankers yes. are doing. And the penalties for carrying a gram of Coke, for example, is a lot less it's like carrying, 10 times less than carrying a gram of heroin. Crazy. Which again, no, 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 no. that's not a Daniel. crack cocaine. Yes. There yeah, you go. Crack cocaine. Not heroin. But, <laughs> <laughs> damn, Daniel, I, let's report properly. Okay. I know, but I feel like crack cocaine and heroin are like similar. No, they? Daniel, they're completely different drugs. Are they? <laughs> God damn. I've, I mean, I've, I don't know much about drugs, but I know that. Okay. God damn roses. I don't um, know. Her- okay. So crack cocaine is basically a different form. It's the same as like co- Coke. Coke, but just yeah. like in a different form. I think yeah, you, yeah. Like I think a tar you like substance or something. Yeah, you might smoke it, or yeah. you. I don't know what you do with it. Whereas, okay, cocaine, you. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, what's the term? You sniff it. You sniff snort it. it. Snort it. There yeah. you go. You wow, we really sound like you know suburban moms. I know. <laughs> oh God, this, we're like, what is cocaine? Has this, has this turned into the suburban mom <laughs> podcast? <laughs> what is cocaine we, and what is heroin? You got, think crack cocaine is the same as heroin? God damn, I know. God, we gotta hurry up this podcast because <laughs> I gotta pick up the boys from soccer. <laughs> Oh my god, honestly. Oh, uh, anyway. Okay, so well, Daniel thought crack cocaine is the same. <laughs> Watch, it's like the same thing. No, it's not. Yeah. Okay. okay. Heroin, you like inject it with like a needle, yeah, I think. I think so. Anyways, it's Anyways, definitely guys, a very different drug. We, we are, hey, know. don't put me in that category. I know a little mm-hmm, more than you do. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so <laughs> now I lost my train of thought. Okay, so now it's affecting black people more, yeah. as the war on drugs does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so a few things to say. First of all, obviously, the pandemic has done a lot of things. I'm sure, like, um, drinking has also become a bigger problem. Hugely. Has it? Do we know? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm like, 99.9% sure that it has. Like, it's gotten worse. But then a lot of people didn't drink as much. You're thinking of, like... Us. Yeah. Right. But people that have problems. Exactly. We're, like, social drinkers where we're, like, the reason we drink is because we're, like doing something with somebody. Sure. You know what I mean? Like we don't typically like finish two and a half bottles right. of wine at home by yourself. Right. So if you're an alcoholic, yeah. it would be obviously, this would have been a very difficult time. Yeah. Um, and stressful, right? Like think about sure. all the people that are losing their jobs and yeah. all this other stuff. So all those added pressures are going to cause one to. But then overall, what are the numbers like? That's what I'm wondering. For drinking. Yes. Probably similar to this, I would imagine. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, <clears throat> well, I think did I talk about this in the podcast? I can't remember. Where <laughs> there's this, there's this man. His name is Dr. Carl Hart. I think I talked about it. He wrote a book about drugs, mm. and it's called Drug Use for Adults. I really want to read it. Yeah. Not because I want to use a bunch of drugs, mm-hmm. but he's very very informative about because I've seen a couple interviews with him, and yeah he basically studies this stuff right so he yeah. knows a lot about different types of drugs he's mm. not like us where we're like what the hell is cocaine what is this <laughs> what, what's heroin <laughs> and he's like very much a proponent of legalizing drugs mm-hmm. and um, decriminalizing not them, right? just decriminalizing he says that there's so there's decriminalizing and then there's legalizing yeah whereas decriminalizing is just um i think it's a, a step lower than legalizing okay so legalizing would be like what we have like you can just buy it at the store yeah like yeah, yeah. you can go and buy weed at the store But I think decriminalizing is you're still like there's still no market for it, Mm. you know, like a proper market Uh, for it. But you can't like they won't throw you in jail for like using it. You know what I mean? I think that's the difference. I could be wrong again. Oh, my God. We don't know anything. Um, But anyways, he's very much like for like full on legalization of pretty much all drugs, Mm -hmm. like even heroin and like maybe even meth. I haven't heard his stance on meth, but because his theory and what he says is that. Um, first of all, like a lot of times the reason why drugs are so, you know, dangerous, like Mm. illegal drugs, I mean, all drugs are like alcohol is fucking dangerous. We just don't talk about it. Like it's a drug because it's legalized and it's glamorized and it's something that's normal, but all drugs have a certain level of danger in them. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you legalize it and you regulate it and you regulate how much people can get and also you educate people on it then the number of you know deaths mm. and the number of overdoses and the number of people getting such big problems yeah. is going to decrease. See, and the thing is, uh, another point to that actually, <clears throat> which I just thought of, mm. um, is I think if you decriminalize these substances, right? And you're right. not decriminalized, legalize. Legalize. Um, and you bring in that extra level of scrutiny, regulation, all this kind of stuff. I think another uh, another big issue in the in the drug market is that mm-hmm. a lot of them are you know people are making these substances themselves right that's so exactly it if it's they're re- laced exactly they're laced with stuff you don't know what's in half of them and that can cause a lot of issues as well exactly so like we don't know how many overdoses was caused because of i don't know it was laced drugs. with something exactly. exactly yeah how do we know that this was like pure drugs like most of the time when you get it at the market uh, in the black market yeah. it's gonna it's most likely going to be laced with something exactly and and also also by having it like illegal as well, even just the act of going to purchase it is going to be kind of shady. Do you know what oh, I mean? Like for sure. You're dealing with people that are drug dealers and all yeah. of this other stuff. And so you're already putting yourself more in harm's way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas if it was regulated and legal, then you could go to, like you said, like a store, just buy it. Exactly. There's a lot of things. Like I feel like, because of prostitution was another one where they talked about legalization. Oh, versus, for sure. And, and I think by by legalizing it we've seen in some countries like like Amsterdam and stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that actually the safety and 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 conditions for the girls that are working in uh, girls and guys that are working in the industry um it's a lot safer there, yeah. there, there's less like deaths there's less you know abuse that goes on mm-hmm. things like that so i think there's something to be said about it you know for what I mean? sure. as soon as you as soon as you make something illegal like it already but people still want it yeah you're gonna have a market for it exactly this is the thing like no matter what yeah that's a really good point exactly if it's illegal but people want it you're gonna have a market for it and the people that are going to do this illegally know it's illegal so they you know are gonna be a special type of person exactly Mm -hmm. because like for me i'm less likely to do something if it's illegal so but the people that 
uh, not all people guys. I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm, of course. I'm generalizing, but you're going to be, your chances of encountering, like, let's say you're a prostitute out on the streets. Um, your chances of encountering a violent person mm-hmm. is going to be higher in of that, course. in that kind of um, aspect than because it's not regulated as well. Right. So exactly. let's, yeah, for prostitution, that's a good example mm-hmm. is that no one is, police are not watching you. Police yeah. are not, they're watching if you're doing the prostitution, mm. but they're not, they don't care about your safety because there's no regulations on like how to make this a safe thing because yeah. it's supposed to be illegal and not doing it. You're not yeah. supposed to be doing it. So that puts the people that are working in that industry very, very much in danger. Yeah. And yeah. And the police are definitely not their friend because exactly. I watched this and I don't know how, I don't know how much truth is there is to this guys, but the, they were saying, um, can you remember what show this was or documentary or something uh-huh. whereby they quite often will have undercover cops go to try to pick up girls. Right? Oh like, my God. And then they'll like arrest the girls that are soliciting pro- or prostitution. And then one of the, one of the people in this, this documentary or whatever I was watching was like, you know what? Like, we get it. It's illegal and stuff, mm-hmm. but you also don't tell me that there's no women police officers or on the police force that could pose as a prostitute. And what about the Johns that are picking them exactly. up? Exactly. So like you can't just harass people that are, cause they wouldn't be out there soliciting if there yeah. weren't people like you said that want the product that are mm-hmm. going there to get it. So why are you saying that on one side you can't solicit that's illegal, but then on the other side you're letting like the Johns get away with right, it. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I feel like there's a lot less sting operations that go into trying to arrest Johns that are picking right. the women up. Cause again, there's that whole like double standard and kind mm-hmm. of like the way that people look down on like people that are in that, exactly yeah. that are in that industry. And they're the ones that are more likely to get arrested. I know. I feel so bad for them, which is so shitty. Like, and they're like very like anytime you hear about, like serial killers, mm. they always fucking kill prostitutes, dude. I know, because I'm, nobody's looking for the prostitutes, oh and that's God, why it's so, so sad. sad. Yeah. So fucking legalize that shit. Legalize fucking drugs. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, but but you're right. Like that's why. Like yeah. ser- Serial killers would you they would go for those individuals because it's unregulated. They're vulnerable people mm-hmm. for the most part, and it's really easy to like because it's illegal. It's easy to easy to exactly because they're not supposed to be out there exactly. And the thing with drugs also, there's so many issues with the fact that drugs are illegal. Mm -hmm. And one of the issues, one of the big issues, is the fact that like they're putting so many people in prison. First of all, for like having drugs, Mm. just like having a little bit of marijuana, having Mm. a little bit of cocaine, and that's breaking up family. That's causing more harm than good. Like somebody's using some drugs, and you're gonna put them in prison, and Mm -hmm. then what? And then they're going to get out and do what, yeah. you know, they're not going to be supported and it's not good. And first of, and second of all, the amount of fucking shit that these drug cartels have done, uh, they have ruined lives, dude. Huge. And then and if, if drugs were legal, mm. none of that would exist. Yeah. You know, those gangs would have no power. Like they would, there'd be nothing. It would because be corporations. It's, exactly. So, so fucking legalize it but anyway so that's the thing it's like you know things like this especially because they're stigmatized Mm. because you're not supposed to be doing drugs yeah so people are less likely to get help if Mm. they're like maybe addicted to drugs there's so much stigma for people that use drugs exactly and vulnerable people vulnerable people use drugs and then they end up you know getting something that's laced with fentanyl or something exactly and then they'll die and it's it's just a bad bad situation and i think because of you're right because of all the stigma and everything around it a lot of these people that maybe there's that shame of getting help as well like they're like because then they have to admit that they're using those substances exactly they're going to be like well i'm I'm not going to go get help because you know there's going to be all these people that are going to find out and it's going to impact me in negative ways. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe one day we'll legalize all drugs. Oh, God dang. Not in our lifetime, I don't think. <laughs> you don't think so? Mm-mm. That's true. I mean, we just legalized marijuana. Yeah. 
Well, and I, I don't know. I think it was in school. I could have sworn it was in school, like in university. I, uh, I'm trying to remember what class, but they were talking about propaganda, everything else. Uh-huh. And they looked at, in the U.S. specifically, there was like this massive anti-weed or anti-drug oh, campaign. This was in like school. It, yeah, I think it was like in the, oh, I want to say it was like in the 50s or 60s. Oh. And it was like they, they had this massive war on drugs. And they were like talking about like marijuana and everything. They're like, this is the gateway drug. Yeah. This is going to, you know, and it was like legit, like propaganda that got pushed out. So I feel like a lot of the narrative that we have around drugs and drug use yes. is pushed out from the media, mm-hmm. like from, from the government and everything exactly. else as well. So, uh, it's and from crazy. alcohol companies probably as well. God damn. Because it's a competitive. Well, and alcohol used to be illegal. Exactly. For a bit. It didn't yeah. work. Yeah. That's why there's like the, what do they call them? The, like the hidden bars. What are they called? The speakeasies. Oh yes. That's, that's right. I think that's the, what that stem from, from the prohibition yeah. era, um, where people had to hide and drink in the bars. Exactly. And I don't know what happened to end the prohibition. I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember. Either. Um, somebody told, I, I was listening to a podcast where they mentioned it, but I can't remember. It wasn't mm. something out of goodwill. It was like some kind of political move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah, that's the thing. It used to be illegal and alcohol guys is like, and as users of alcohol, I will mm. admit mm. that alcohol is fucking bad for you. It <laughs> like, is not a good thing. How many people in a year die of alcohol poisoning or alcohol, or alcohol related? Probably things. a fucking lot, yeah. you know? A shitload. A shitload. A lot. It's a big problem. Huge problem. Anyways, okay, so this is very sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. God damn. And, like, you know, part of the study as well, they're talking about all these, like, deaths with this uh-huh. drug stuff. And they're, and they're talking about, like, a lot of places now have these syringe programs, like, syringe, like, safe programs. And a lot of them, right. a quarter of those have had to close down because of COVID, oh. COVID restrictions. So that could also impact why people are, sure. are dying. They're not using, um, you know clean needles and all that kind and of it's stuff also because a lot of people were using drugs um alone during the pandemic as well yeah. it says that because when you're alone you're yeah. much more likely to die because no one's gonna protect you exactly yeah it's so sad like oh god, god damn it be- do we have a happier story <laughs> let's see what other stories well it's kind of a, I, I don't know have you heard about this particular story it's- uh, no, what is this? Oh, is it the BLM uh, yes, founder? Yes. And how she like bought a mansion or something? Yes. No. Okay, tell so me. So basically the story goes, the, the article. So you know like the Black Lives Matter movement. Yes. So I guess this was founded back in 2013 um, by this woman called Patrice Pat- Patrice Kohlers. Uh, Col- okay. I don't know how you'd say her Colors? last name. Kohlers? I don't Colors. know. Um, so and Patrice, we'll call her Patrice. Patrice, yeah. So she found she's like one of the co-founders of the Black Lives Black Lives Matter um, movement and you know fundraising and all that kind of stuff. And I guess it's kind of come up recently that she's just bought. I think she just bought another like quite large house, like a one point two. Oh, so million. she has a house and she bought another house. No, she has a few houses now. She okay. Has, she has f- about four very big houses. Like okay. And I think um, the 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 backlash that came is people are like well, how, where is she getting this money? Like, is she using Black Lives Matter funds oh, okay. to purchase these houses? And there was like a right. huge like propaganda smear basically where they were like, she bought these massive houses mm-hmm. basically using the funds. Okay, but we don't know that for sure. No, and, okay. and she has come out. So she basically responded to this criticism. She's like, this is, uh, hang on, let's just go here. So she responded to criticism over her property empire, saying it's categorically untrue and incredibly dangerous to suggest that she may have used the organization's funds to buy her homes. Um, So she describes the scrutiny over her $3 million empire of four homes as a racist and sexist attack by the right-wing media. 
Um, the 37-year-old who set up Black Lives Matter back in 2013 broke down in tears as she revealed um, she has spent the last week with security after her homes were first pictured in the media. My God. She also tried to deflect criticism from some on the left who have questioned whether her ownership of four homes contradicts her ideology as a trained Marxist. As she said, she invests, she has invested in the properties to provide for her family and sees her wealth as my family's money as well. Her explanation comes after it emerged that she had accrued these, these houses. And she said that like from the actual organization, she has only been paid one hundred and twenty thousand dollars since twenty thirteen, and has not received any payments since twenty nineteen. What does it mean? So she's only been paid one hundred and twenty thousand dollars total since twenty thirteen. That's what it's sounding. How like. How does she make money? That sounds like not that much money at all. I know. So she must have. She must have some other job. Does she have another job? She must. She must. Yeah. Like because no that, that wouldn't financially make sense. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. She said, I've never taken salary from the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. Oh, okay. And that's and that's important because what the right wing media is trying to say is that the donations that people have made to Black Lives Matter have gone towards my spending. And that is categorically untrue and incredibly dangerous. Um, she told the presenter it was correct that she had bought her homes. She bought her homes, but it was with income not earned directly from Black Lives Matter. Interesting. That's correct. I'm a college professor, first of oh, all. Okay. I'm a TV producer. I have two book deals, and I also have a YouTube deal. Okay, so she makes she makes some money. Exactly. So, But people are saying she's a hypocritical because she's a Marxist. Exactly. I mean, I don't know how I feel about this. Everyone, anytime anyone stands up for something, mm-hmm. people will always call hypocrisy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, And it's like, first of all, we're all kind of hip- hypocritical in our own way. And anytime somebody stands for something, it's like... <clears throat> you ha- you have to be perfectly aligned with that. Otherwise, you're a hypocrite. Exactly. And I, I don't know if I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? I agree. I, 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 it's, it's a hard one, but you're right. Everyone is in some way hypocritical. Do I think that there's anything that it's wrong that she says that she's a Marxist, but she happens to be making some really good money right now. So has bought mm-hmm. herself a few And isn't houses. Marxism like a, it's like a political theory beyond just yourself. I, correct? Yeah. It's like, it's more, like what you would envision the life, the world to be. Yeah. It's an ideology. Yeah, it is. And it's, it, it's, it, it is aligned really with like socialism and communism yeah, yeah. on that side of the kind of um, political, political spectrum. Um, I don't know. I'm not so torn about this. Like I, I, I think, you know, if anything, I think actually it's really cool that she's, she started this, um, non-for-profit I guess the mm-hmm, Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter this whole like campaign and everything and company through that has been successful but also has impacted a lot of people mm-hmm. and I think that there's nothing wrong with that it, like the way that I looked at this article when I first saw it first of all I think it's really bad that you know okay yeah she has these four homes I don't think that's bad mm-hmm. but I think it's bad the way the media jumped on it yes and then could alleg- uh, allege uh, make an allegation that yeah. you used money that's been donated because that would be wrong if she used yeah money like they should have probably done a little research first exactly. and if she says that they didn't just i'm sure it's very easy to look for that oh, information huge. yeah so i think i think that part is is, is really wrong because it would be like you know what let's say you started a charity mm-hmm. for example mm-hmm. and you know you have your full-time job already but you're doing this charity it happens to kick off make lots of donations and they're like right. oh well rose has like three pro- like in the future right because he had three properties it's like yeah because i have my other job that i've been uh-huh. doing but i also am doing this Pardon me, to better society. You right. know what I mean? So actually I think the fact that she founded this this Black yeah. Lives Matter is in line with Marxism and kind of the social mm-hmm. like bettering of the social so- like society in general. Um and you know, because the whole idea of Black Lives Matter is to kind of 
stop that um oh, what's the word you know like systemic racism yes thank you yes yeah <laughs> that's the word i was looking for is to try to combat that and you know bring people up you know yeah. so so that everyone's kind of in a level playing field and, and right you know, and that is the foundation of marxism yeah. right so and unfortunately like when you again like we always talk about capitalism and there mm-hmm. being so many problems with it yeah but that doesn't mean that we don't like participate in unfortunately capitalistic activities exactly we live in homes that we buy tvs and we have all of this stuff we are on we compete in the capitalist market because we fucking have to exactly you know we have jobs like we i put out like i fucking put out youtube videos where there's ads on it that's all part of capitalism unfortunately you gotta fucking survive and that's what i feel like she's just like fucking three million is not that crazy amount to have in in invest eh, in investments in in, in property yes because unfortunately again especially if you're a black person in america you better fucking accrue that fucking wealth Mm -hmm. because there isn't that much black wealth in america yeah so that's another thing it's like people like there are people literally sitting on billions of dollars and they're gonna come after this one woman that's fucking just because she's fucking one of the founders of black lives matter and they're like oh my gosh she's such a hypocrite fuck you i know it's like you know what Actually, she's doing some really sorry. No worries. She's doing some really great things like with this with this organization. And now you're going to jump on her because, you know, again, I would be looking at this completely differently if she had used the funds from Black Lives Matter. Of to course. Fund this. Of course. That's that's a different issue altogether. The fact that she's been very successful and she does happen. She lives mm-hmm. in America. You have to participate in capitalism when you're there. Do you know what you I mean? You do. Like, unless like, you want to just die. Exactly. <laughs> like, what do, you, what do people want her to do? Like, uh-huh. just give away all of her money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's we, the thing. People are so annoying. Mm-hmm. And you know who jumped on this? Who? Our favorite person. <laughs> I know. Candace Our favorite Owens. person, Candace Owens. Oh, God. Oh, God. Of course she did. Candace Owens, if you ever catch an episode of our podcast, <laughs> seriously, like, we want you on. We want to oh, interview God. you and get to the bottom of a mm-hmm, lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Fuck. And she, so Candace Owens was like, there was like a interview again with about this lady. And again, really, really quick to jump on the fact that, you know, she's a Marxist and, you know, all of this other stuff and saying, well, I, I wish I knew a little bit more about the definition of Marxism. Mm. Do you know much about it? Not I know much. that it, like you said, it's, it's much more aligned with like the socialism and yeah. com- maybe even communism or whatever. Yeah. I think communism kind of is like not founded, but it's a lot of the ideologies around Marxism right. because it was Karl, Karl Marx, right? That, yes, like, that, yes. that is the founder of, of Marxism and that kind of the whole theory around, I think it's like just basically a social collective. Like everybody's working together to like, yes. you know, a common goal and nobody's better than anyone else. You right. Know what I mean? It's like a very, um, that's like the, the philosophy. Let me find it. the definition in simple terms. There you go. Just so that we're on the same page. What is Marxism? Um, to define Marxism in simple terms, it's a political and economic theory where a society has no classes. Yeah. Every person within the society works for a common good mm-hmm. and class struggle is theoretically gone. Sounds simple, right? Not so much. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So I would argue okay. from that definition, because that's kind of the, that's mm-hmm. kind of my idea. And then, so communism is like taking Marxism idea, that idea uh-huh. of no class in society and, you know, everybody's on an equal kind of playing field. Mm-hmm. We're all together. And that's kind of where communism came from. Okay. That kind of ideology. Interesting. Um, but I would agree. I would argue that, like, actually what this, um, what Patri- Patrice, Patrice? Patrice is doing, founding this, you know, this Black Lives Matter movement and everything um, is in line with Marxism. Mm-hmm. Regardless if she has, you know, her own investment properties and everything mm-hmm. else, like, sh- again, we all live in a capitalist society right now. Like, I mean, yeah. Canada, U.S., like we're kind of forced to play the game. Um, and obviously there's things that you can do so that you're not as like 
aggressive or yeah like, like if she became a billionaire then yeah yeah like you know i get it then you'd be she a bit has more a three like, million dollar like property whatever that's really not that much nowadays that's like not that's not that much like yeah it's a lot yeah but it's not like a crazy amount where yeah. you're like oh my god mm-hmm. you know? like there's guys guys there's people out there that have more what individual mm-hmm. people that yeah. have more wealth than whole countries mm-hmm. okay that's like these are the issues yeah. you need to be looking at and like again I mean? it's an idealistic thing to want you know such a different kind of mm-hmm. political and societal system mm-hmm. right which obviously we don't live in so that's the unfortunate part yeah um but yeah i mean i don't know anything about this woman i you know i know that we're defending her but like it just i just know that these criticism are coming these criticisms are coming from people that are just trying to find whatever they can of course i just feel like yeah. so i don't know and again i, I again i question like what is the problem again it, i think we'd be having a different discussion again mm. if she was like a, biz, a billionaire and right. you know but even then if i became a billionaire and i was like you know through however whatever means but i'm like creating all of these great charities and f- donating mm-hmm. donating tons of my money like all that kind of stuff like are there ethical billionaires though that's ooh. this is ooh that is <laughs> It's so funny because I think somebody was it was it you or somebody that was saying about how I don't believe that there's I people, think that was me <laughs> yeah like that there's people out maybe there maybe I'm a bit extreme yeah but are there ethical billionaires can you can you become a billionaire without exploiting other people that's hard to say because if you think about it I don't think so necessarily I I, I because to be a billionaire don't you have to avoid taxes just a little bit well <laughs> I don't know not always right but like. Well, and they, what they, about Warren Buffett? He's pretty ethical, no? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think <laughs> so. But again, I just feel like okay, because a lot of people, the reason that they become billionaires generally uh-huh. is they own a business or something, right? Sure. Like they yes, founded like course. founded Microsoft or whatever else, and and they invest. Yeah, they do. Right. But a lot of their wealth, like like um, the guy that owns um, Amazon and stuff, a lot of the wealth is primarily from the company, right? That they sure that they that's where they grow okay. get wealth and then they invest, right? Um, <laughs> so I guess. My argument there, and look, like Amazon's a perfect example. So mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos whatever, he's yes. like the richest man in the world now, yep. super, super wealthy. Um, would he have been able to amass a billion dollars if he was distributing profits among the right. company? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And I feel like Bill Gates, again, great. I think he does a lot of great things. He has mm-hmm. a great foundation and everything else. But would he have become a billionaire if profits were distributed equally within Microsoft? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think there's no way that one person, and I, guys, I could be wrong on this, this is my mm-hmm. theory, but it's a good question, a good, uh, a good like philosophical thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a way to become a billionaire without some form of exploitation. Mm-hmm. Because even if we had our own company and it started becoming super, super successful, right? If we had like a staff that worked for us and we're not kind of sharing a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and if we're keeping it all for ourselves and paying them like a low salary mm-hmm. or even a higher salary, we're still kind of, ex- you're earning that money off the back of other, you know what I mean? Like, but is that exploitation or are you just giving them jobs? No, you are giving them jobs, but I guess it's not, I guess it's not. <laughs> it's a, not exploitation under the system that we have. No, you'd have isn't. to You'd have to, again, overturn the system to think exactly. that's exploitation. Because again, it, it comes down to it, like part of it is, you know, are, should these people that own companies and become CEOs and stuff. Right should they be allowed to be earning so much more than everyone and it's, else? And it's, and it's not just earning that's the problem or it's not just the pay system. Yeah. But it's like, it's so many other layers like yeah. supply chain. What, where are you getting your shit? You yeah. know, where's Microsoft sourcing their fucking, mm, you know, computer chips yeah. or whatever the fuck, you know, where's Amazon um, finding the supplies? Mm. It, it's so complicated. So I don't even want to say like, oh, billionaires are just all unethical. Yeah. It's just the whole system and yeah. it breeds 
you know, unfortunately, unethical behaviors, exactly. which breed really rich people, which mm. breed extra greediness. And yeah. And I, I just I just think, you know, when I look around and and everybody like I, I, I put this out to the, everyone that's listening mm-hmm. to the podcast as well. Walk <laughs> around your hometown or home city, wherever you're listening. And I feel like we as a society have done something wrong when you can look and see people that are homeless on the streets. Yeah. And then a couple blocks later, you have houses that are too big for the people that are mm-hmm. living there. Do you know oh, what I mean? Oh, for like, sure. There is an issue. Like, it's yeah. everywhere, right? So I think that, that there's How something... How big was her home? I kind of want to know. They're not that big. Like, it looks like... Like, was a... it huge? That's the home? So, no, there's a, she owns a few. Okay. So I think this is like... This is another... Okay, that's a $1.4 million home. Yeah. And that, so I think and that's... And that one is three... Oh, okay. That one. So together it's around 3 million. Yeah. I mean, they're not crazy homes. Yeah. Again, I, I do find issue with, and again, I'm not saying she's necessarily like not a hypocrite or whatever. Like again, I do feel like everyone has a little bit of hypocrisy. Yeah. Um, but you know, like it's, it's tough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, you can be completely against the system, but also like you got to survive, you know, this is the hard part. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. (laughs) Hate the game. Hate the fact that, again. Uh-huh. And who's <sighs> going to change it? If we're all playing the game, someone's got to step up and actually be the hypocrite and be mm-hmm. like, we need to change something, even though we are. I'm also participating in it. Exactly. Like, I remember this. There was this one story. It was like a long time ago. It may have been David Suzuki. Uh, he's like the David. environmentalist yeah, yeah, yeah. guy, right? Is he still alive? I think so. I think he's like, yeah. He's yeah. So he's like a Canadian treasure. <laughs> He was like a big environmentalist. Um, I'm sure he still is an environmentalist. Yeah. And I think there was a story where somebody will like took a picture of him holding like a to-go cup. Like it was like, you know, one of those like coffee to-go cups. Yeah. And of course, everyone's like, oh my God, like environmentalist holding mm. a coffee cup. And it's like, oh my God, like shut the fuck up, guys. Like, come on. Like the, it doesn't undo what he's saying. It doesn't make what he's saying not true. Exactly. Just because he maybe, yeah, maybe that is hypocritical, critical, whatever mm. it is. Maybe he was just, you know, busy and didn't have his like, you to-go know, cup. yeah, didn't have his own to go cup. So he just had to get one. Like, unfortunately, sometimes even though like even me, I hate using plastic bags, but once in a while I'll forget it. Exactly. It happens. I've done it, that too. I've yeah. quickly run to grab groceries, forget to grab my, my reusable bag. And, and then you feel get, terrible and yeah. you still have to grab a plastic bag. Like the other day I went and I, I had a plastic bag for my shopping and I tried to put all everything mm-hmm. into this one plastic bag because I didn't want to get more plastic bags and the plastic bag tore. So oh. then I had to go get more <laughs> plastic bags. I was like, oh my God, this is just uh, oh, so God. annoying. But like, but yeah, yeah. But this is what happens though when you stand up for something, mm-hmm. everyone wants to call you a hypocrite. Yeah. Even though like somebody could be doing a million times worse things than you are. But as soon as you have some sort of ethical stance on something, yeah. immediately people just jump on this. Like, you know, especially if you're like vegan for example Mm. people just always just look for every little thing that they can find yeah that makes you a hypocrite yeah and i'm like okay fine i'm a hypocrite but Mm. also like what i'm saying isn't wrong yeah (laughs) i might be a hypocrite but Mm. i'm not saying anything wrong yeah it's crazy it is crazy because i feel like people are really fast um in general people are really fast to point out other people's other people's things that they're doing right like oh Mm -hmm. that person's being a hypocrite that person but then it's like so not as fast obviously to turn that turn the dial on themselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when a lot of people are just as hypocritical you yep know? god damn all right that's the black lives matter thing okay. what else we got daniels well then we got a lovely it's still recording yeah <laughs> then we got an update 
Oh God, did the you, YouTube update. Yeah, did you hear about this? I haven't fully heard this. No, okay, so I think I'll, I saw it and then I got bored of this story. So I was yeah. like, ugh. It's really. It's so. Is it bad? Okay, tell me. Well, it's basically that dirt dom. dom so dirt, dirty dom. Dirty dom. The dirty dom. The um R word. Yes. <laughs> So guys, we talked about this in another podcast episode where he did something very inappropriate to mm-hmm. a young woman yeah. who was intoxicated. Yeah. So oh, this story, it's just bad because so basically he'd been receiving obviously a lot of backlash. Uh-huh. Didn't respond, was like just posting normal videos on TikTok oh, and whatever else. Shit. So now he's responded, right? So I'm just going to go through this a little bit. Okay. So former Vlog Squad member I can't say his last name. Dom. Dirty Dom. We'll just call him Dirt. Dirty Dom. Dirty Dom. Um, he's finally responded to allegations that he did something bad in 2019 to a girl who was too drunk to consent to activities. Um, so he responded to allegations and claimed that in his eyes, everything was completely cons- consensual. So I'll just read you what he, he posted. So, um, Dirty Dom did not give a comment to Insider. And in the month following the report, because the report came out on the Insider, I believe, um, he went dormant on social media. Last week, he returned to TikTok posting content as usual, despite pressure to comment on what, what had happened in the allegations. Oh, God. So over the weekend, he issued a response in his Instagram story. His account is currently set to private, so only people who follow him could see this post. But I'll read it out to you, and I want to get your thoughts, Rose. Oh, shit. I want to sincerely apologize directly to the woman involved in this in- incident, he wrote. I definitely empathize with the pain that everyone has suffered in this matter. With that being said, as far as I'm concerned, everything that occurred during that night in question was completely consensual. He continued, I believe the statements that have come out against me are entirely misleading and shed an incorrect light on my involvement. My character is being unfairly attacked and the statements that exist in the public eye are unfairly um, Defaming. defaming, thank you, and assaulting my character and reputation. It's time for us all to demonstrate more respect for one another in every facet of life, he added. God damn. So he's in deni- he's denying anything. Yeah. I and mean, wasn't there like evidence that they were drunk as fuck? Yeah. There's like a lot of evidence. Right. right? Like, like it, there was evidence that she was very, very intoxicated. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he didn't take a cl- if he missed a class in university, but yeah. someone being completely intoxicated is uh, is not good. It's not legal exactly. to be uh, taking advantage of them. Exactly. Because, I mean, if someone is <laughs> if someone is that drunk, there's no way that you can have... And this bitch... Okay, I'm sorry. This man. Yeah. <laughs> he um, responded to the, to the girl, the accuser. Yeah. Who texted him very much in detail how she was very, very drunk and she doesn't remember what happened. Yeah. And that she feels very uncomfortable. Mm. And his response was, okay, I'll delete the video. Yeah, because she basically, guys, if you didn't follow from... We talked about this like a couple of weeks ago on one of the podcast episodes. And what had happened was after this said incident... Um, the vlog squad had posted this video up on their YouTube channel with this particular girl. And obviously she was like taken aback by the video. She like right away reached out to this dirty Dom character. Mm. What a perfect, like perfect name for this guy, right? Like dirty <laughs> Dom. Anyway, ew. Ew, Oh God. Um, but anyway, so she actually did reach out to him and wrote him like, a vi- it wasn't even just like, Hey, take the, please take the video down. It was like a huge description. This was way back when this happened. A huge, cause I think it was like, I can't remember when it went. A it, few years ago. Yeah. A few years ago. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, talked about how she felt uncomfortable how she was intoxicated you know that the video needed to be taken down blah 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 blah. and his response again like rose said was just like fine i'll take it down yeah which means he wasn't denying that he wasn't denying anything at that time like if that was me i'm sorry if i 
was in his shoes and mm-hmm. I thought everything was consensual, I would have definitely said something like, "Oh, hugely." Yeah, I would have been like, "Listen, I'll take the video down, but I think there's been a mis, you know, misunderstanding." Misunderstanding. Here. But he didn't say any of that. Of course, because it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Because because when at the time when this happened, like you would have been like, first of all, if you did think, if like for example, if I, I mean, if I was in that situation and I thought something was consensual. And then that person reached out to me later and was like, oh my God, but I would feel so bad. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, right. So you would, you would be like apologetic or you would be like, oh my God. Like, again, I think there's been mm-hmm. a misunderstanding. I thought this was consensual. Like, I'm so sorry if it wasn't, yeah. you know, you would, you would be so apologetic, not just like, fine, I'll take the video down. Mm-hmm. Like that to me. I don't believe him at all. No, I think he's a liar. He's a liar. First of all. Um, and secondly, like and, and I'm pretty sure there was like screenshots of these conversations. Oh with this yeah, girl. there's like so much evidence. Yeah, what do oh they call God. them? Re- re- read receipts or something? There's receipts. There's receipts. There's receipts. I'm gonna get the receipts out. Uh huh. I got receipts from me and Rose's conversations. So like, you is know? he gonna get? Like, <laughs> oh shit! I should be NASA to use. Mm-hmm. Um, is he gonna get like criminally charged for this? I think that there's an ongoing investigation. The thing is, the the difficult part about these types of cases is that, like, it is difficult to prove i think that's even though there's circumstantial evidence yeah sometimes like oh that's the kind of really tough part about these types of incidents like it's so hard to prove it yeah even if it did happen in a court of law it's like you have to prove it right because yeah, it's because because it, technically you're innocent until proven exactly guilty, right? it's not guilty until proven innocent exactly so it's which mm-hmm. makes sense yeah. but then that makes it really tough for these situations yeah. And I think one of the hard things too with these kind of situations, there's that, there's that element uh-huh. of it. It's so hard. And a lot of the time it will come down to somebody's word against somebody else's. Exactly. You know, and that's when it's, and I can see obviously as a judge or whoever else, that's going to be a really tough decision to make because like, as soon as you like get into it, even if we got into an argument or, or something happened and we had to go to mm-hmm. courts, it would be our, our word against each other. Yeah. If we don't have specific proof. Right. And I just think, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a tough one. And I but feel don't like they have video proof of this shit. Well, like, they, they to have some the, degree. They have the video that's been taken down. Right. But again, they could argue that it was being acted or, you know what I mean? Right, There's right, so right, many right. different like ways because obviously their defense lawyer would be like coming up with all kinds of ways for to, sure, to for spin sure. this, right? Like, and I think, I think if, if, if watching some of these um, murder trial cases and, mm. and these types of cases, things can get spun really easily. Yeah. Like look at the, um, um, what was it? Uh, Stephen Avery case, for oh, example. Oh God. You know, that poor making man a making a murder. He's still in prison. Do you think he's innocent? A lot of people don't. I know. I think he's innocent. I think he is as well. There's no way that man is smart enough. To, I mean, I'm sorry, but there's no <laughs> way that man is smart enough to pull this off. Mm. But I think a lot of, I don't know. What do you guys think of that case? Yeah. Let us know down below. I know some of our friends think he's not innocent. Really? I think Crystal. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Some people definitely don't think that he's innocent. Yeah. And some people think that he is innocent. I'm mm-hmm. definitely in the camp of he's innocent. But again, we don't know the full details. Exactly. Yeah. But based on like the documentary, obviously mm. it was, you know, a biased it, documentary. It but was still. skewed in some way. But I, I but do. But it just doesn't make sense. I know. I do feel like, okay, and I get it. Like, mm-hmm. the hard thing is, especially with like, and this is not just that documentary, <laughs> but like lots of documentaries, like. Uh-huh if you take something out of context, it can mean something else, right? So we don't know the full contextual argument, but then at the same time, certain things, I feel like even if you strip them down and try to take them out of context, they're still going to like, right. They're still like, for example, you know, sometimes people will be like, Oh, they did edits on the show to make me seem like I was the villain. You know what I mean? But even with the edits, you still 
Like exactly. the things that you say, you're like, no, no, you already said something. You, exactly. Yeah. And you still said that. So yeah, maybe you did say like mm-hmm. only a few times and then they edited it to make it seem like you said it more. Right. But you still said it in the first right, place. Right, right, right. If you hadn't have said that. Right. They wouldn't have been able to edit you as the villain. Right. Like so, if somebody says the N word and they're like, oh, it was taken out of context. It's like, what context? Exactly. And you still said that word. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I feel like you do have to be careful, obviously, and, and think about these things. But I do feel like if something is like that, taken out of context but it still happened mm-hmm, do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like that element of it still happened mm-hmm. so with that case there was just so many things oh, where it was just like a bit suspicious and there was proof of it it was like oh like for example the person that was testing the the blood samples or whatever she didn't follow the proper protocol right and, like, there was all that she was I don't remember stand. that series now it's so yeah. long ago it was so, I really really like, and I was so mad when I watched it oh god it's just <laughs> so frustrating it's so frustrating yeah well because he was already held in prison for so long for, yeah. for another crime that he didn't commit mm-hmm. um and, and, and this is an okay guys like if if i learned anything mm-hmm. from any of these crime shows is fucking do not speak until you get a lawyer yes okay keep your mouth shut that's what happens with all these people yes there are never like all of the like i saw this like show on netflix i think you saw it as well it's called like confession tapes or confession something? tapes yes. <gasps> oh, oh my god that show made me so mad because that show is basically all about like basically like wrongful con- confessions yeah yeah. it's like basically people that are coerced into a confession yes so they get interrogated interrogated Mm. interrogated and then finally they they finally crack yeah and they confess to something that they maybe did not do and all the time 100 percent of those cases they did not have a lawyer present yeah because they just keep talking and then the police officers can interrogate for as long as they want and what they'll do too is there's like techniques which they talked about in the show where they're like the police officer will like drop a confidential piece of information. Right. And then like, like for example, you know, for like, obviously if you're not the murderer, you might not know where the person was stabbed, for example. Right. right? But then they'll like somehow do it in such a way where they haven't directly revealed that, but they've got that person to think about that. Right. So that when they do say the confession, like there's so many different techniques, but when they do say the confession, they might bring up those points. Then they're like, only the murderer would know that. It's so messed up. Like it's actually crazy. I I didn't watch that many of them, but I watched a few of those confession tapes and I was just like, I got so mad. I know. And they hold so much much um bearing in court you know that's the problem like and i'm like i don't feel like if because i feel like you know how they 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 say for example if you sign a contract you have to be of sound mind right? Uh i feel like if you you put anybody even myself included and you Uh and whatever uh if you put us into an interrogation room with like no food no like drinks really for like eight or nine hours with somebody constantly asking you these questions like you're gonna crack you know what i mean like you're gonna say something especially if they're not letting you go exactly and Oh God, that Stephen Avery case was so sad, especially his like cousin, his nephew. Yeah. Oh my, cause his nephew was already like, he was challenged, wasn't he? Yeah. He w- What's the term? Like he was, um, developmentally challenged. Yeah. I think I so. Know, yeah. Something like this. Yeah. And he had a, like a low IQ, they said. So he always, he already, he was already having issues. Right. Yeah. So they put him in the interrogation room and they kept telling him like, Oh, just tell us. And you know, you can go home. They said that he had like the development, like mental development of a much younger yeah. child. Yeah. So of course someone like that, like, first of all, that should not even be legal mm. to even do that to anybody, let alone somebody that has, you know, development issues. Exactly. But like, of course he's going to be like, cause that kid, he thought he was going to go home. Like he actually did. And it's was, so sad. Is he still in prison? I think he is. Yeah. No, oh. he, I think maybe he's out now. I'm not sure. But like, and then what? You're in prison for fucking like 10 years? So long. That's your life you know? gone. You know? Oh God, that's so sad. It is really sad. So anyways, guys, if you guys are ever arrested, even if you're innocent, get a fucking lawyer. 
Yes. I'm telling you, get a fucking lawyer. This is so important. Like, no matter what. Like, mm-hmm. And it's so funny because some people, like, think, like, they don't want to do that because they don't want to seem guilty. Exactly. That's what I would think, too. Exactly. Initially, uh, like, before seeing all this shit, <laughs> I, was, I was like, no, I'm not going to get a lawyer. I'll just, like, let them know because, like, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Mm-hmm. I'm innocent. And... You know, and it, also it costs money. Exactly. Well, you can get uh, pro bono ones where they. Yeah, but apparently free. they're not as good. Yeah, um, and you like, yeah, you have this like. Uh oh. What the mm. hell? Is the garage band still going? Oh, damn, that'd be a good question, Roses. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now my thoughts on that have completely changed. If I ever <laughs> get arrested, which hopefully never not, happens, not even arrested, but like taken into question. Yeah, taken into questioning. I will not say anything unless I have a lawyer present. Oh God. Just because, just in case, you know what or I mean? Or maybe, like, the thing is, you can say a few things, and then as soon as you think, like, oh, they're mm. questioning me a little too hard, then you say, I would like to plead the fifth. Yes. <laughs> Does, is that the same thing in Canada? I'm not sure. No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> I kind of love that, we, though. We I would have... like to plead the fifth. Yeah. I would like to say it. It's so it's so funny. Like, I was watching this. I was watching another show with, um, it was in the UK, and um, they were arresting people, and then they uh-huh. would, like, question them and stuff. And it was so funny because like the police officer would be questioning these like drug dealers and all this other stuff. And, uh, they would just, they would just be like, no comment, no, <laughs> no comment, no. And they had to go through their list of questions. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. even though they know that he's going to say no comment to everything, they still have to keep, oh, you can see them God. getting, they were like, <laughs> da, 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 da. did you do this? No comment. Were you here at this time? No comment. <laughs> I was just like, how could you keep doing that? I would have oh, just my been God. like, are you just going to say no comment to everything? Yeah. Fine. Interview over. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> let's, let's all get some time back in our day. <laughs> You know, like, uh, oh, God. So, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think initially, like if I was just randomly like pulled into questioning. Yeah, you're right. I'd probably be like, OK, let's like what are the questions? And uh-huh. Let's go through this. And then the second they start to get a little bit too pushy or something. Or maybe you shouldn't even do that because then they can use anything against you in court. You know, exactly. They'll be like, well, you said this. We have it on record. 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 We recorded this mm-hmm. uh, clip of you oh my answering God. this question in some mm-hmm. kind of way. Some kind oh, my of God. Way. It's crazy. Like, it's kind of messed up. The mm-hmm. whole thing is messed up. Because the they read that thing like you have the right to remain silent. Like mm-hmm. they read it like so robotically as well. Yeah. So it's like you're not even listening to half the time. You're exactly. just like, okay, whatever. So if you don't know anything about this stuff, you won't even really realize exactly. like, okay, so I have the right to remain silent. Yeah. So then why don't you just grab me that right? Just let me be fucking silent. Exactly. Stop asking me goddamn <laughs> fucking questions without giving me a fucking lawyer. Sometimes I wish Rose would invoke that right more often, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Rose, you have the right to remain silent. You can choose to do that if you want. Can I? <laughs> yes. Well, I'll choose not to. <laughs> oh, God damn. But yeah, I think. Yeah, you better fucking get a lawyer too. Oh, God I damn, would, Daniel. You'd definitely. be running that mess. I know. I would just be like talking so much and then I'd be like, probably say something that would, you know, oh, somehow come back to haunt me. Um, so so yeah, sad. Lessons to be learned, guys. Get yourself a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Lawyer up. Is that what they call it these days? The kids are saying lawyer these up. days. Mm-hmm. Lawyer up. God damn. Is there another story? I don't know if there is, Rose. Is that it? Mm-hmm. God damn, we've gone through so many stories. Oh, there's the... Oh, bl- James Charles. What's the... Up- oh, yeah, I've heard about his update. He He's, was dropped by Morphe. Yeah. Which was like his big brand yeah. deal. The makeup deal or whatever. Did he have a makeup like product with them maybe? I think so or something like he was like, sure. sponsored by them or whatever. I and, think he had a product yeah. that they sold. And like Morphe's a big company isn't yeah, it? yeah they're like all over like youtube and stuff i mean yeah. i haven't i don't know anything about them but yeah. i think a lot of um makeup uh influencers all have like more yeah like i know um uh, oh god damn you'd be bored of our conversation no i'd just be uh you know i've had a lot of uh a lot of food things. yeah like, <laughs> I've, I've, rose came over and fed me so that was yes nice, so. i had a bunch of food mm. um but no yeah i think um 
like Nikita Dragon, she has like a bunch of like products sure. with Morphe. So, so it's James a big Charles deal. got dropped. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen? You think his career is over? I don't know. I don't know. It's so hard to say because it seems like some people can bounce back from these things. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah. God, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What would you, I'm just trying to like envision if I were James Charles, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like you fucked up, dude. Like, yeah. oh my God. And it was, oh my God, this guy, like. Did you see his apology video? Uh, the one where he's like, I'm desperate. Was it that one? I don't think, I don't think I saw that one. No. He had another apology video. God damn. Rose. Are you sure? He's like, he's like, I think the reason why I messaged these guys is because I'm desperate. <laughs> Was that his excuse? That's what that was like part saying, of his excuse. Oh he was saying, well, he said, well, I don't know if he he had another apology video, mm. but basically this is like um, a few weeks ago, I think, yeah. where he basically was like, um, well, I thought that these guys were 18. Yeah. And then everyone afterwards was like, well, I mean, there's a little bit too many of these guys coming out saying that you thought that they were 18. Yeah. Like, anyways. And then he's saying that I still, he's like, I still need to take accountability. I think his video is called like taking accountability or okay. something. Okay. And then he said. He's like, I think the reason why I go on these um, social media apps to find guys is because I'm desperate. Something like that. (sighs) And then people were like, that's a pretty smart thing to say because it kind of like, you know, tugs on your heartstrings a little bit. You kind of feel bad for him a little bit. That's true. So initially when that video first came out, a lot Mm -hmm. of, well, and also because probably the first people to see it were his fans. Yeah. So initially um, it was well received. Yeah. Compared to, I think now it's probably not, but but yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Mm. It does make you wonder, though. Like, the thing that's so hard to say, like, mm. are a lot of these videos sincere? Are they Oh, actually... I mean, of course it's PR, right? I know. It's all all of it's PR. Like, a lot of, of it's course. PR. Like, so... Uh, but you see some of these people, and, like, honestly, these apology... apology. There's so many of these I apology know. videos. Everyone lately. has an apology. Like, everyone's fucking apologizing. It's like, guys, just don't do it in the first <laughs> place. Like, seriously. You've got, like... Well, you got... But dirt- the thing is, like, when you're online... Um, I mean, I guess, no, these people are doing some fucking yeah, shady doing- ass shit. It's not like an apology for like, oh, I said a bad thing once. It's like, these are real fucking problems. Exactly. Like you have the David Dobrik apology. Right. You have the fucking Dirty Dom. You have James Charles. You have like, um, I think um, there's another allegation from another famous YouTuber called... Um, oh, God. Jake or something? Or he's like a boxer or I can't remember. I what have it, no idea. Paul Logan? No. Oh, Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Right. There we go. Jake Paul. Didn't he also get accused of something? So uh, there was a TikToker that came out. Oh, okay. That said she like met him at a party or something. And right. And she was. Yeah. Assaulted. Yeah. Basically. Right. She said they were making out. So she did consent to like having like. They were uh-huh, kissing uh-huh. And, stuff. and then they went into a bedroom and they were in the bed and she was like not wanting to do anything. Just uh-huh. kiss. And then apparently he like said to her again, allegedly, allegedly, I don't, uh-huh. know, I don't know what happened, but he was like telling her, well, if we're not going to do anything, what's the point? Yeah. Oh God. What a douche. I know. I can see. Like, he, I, uh, I can. The thing is, I can just see him doing yeah. this. Like, it's not even a surprise. No. Apparently she had to sign a fucking NDA. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, she's like young. She's probably like, oh my God, this is like serious. Yeah. You know? So it's kind of, yeah. So he's had some allegations. I'm not sure if he's going through litigation at the moment. He said that he never did it. Yeah, he did. He's denying it. But again, it's. If it's hard, if it's impossible to prove, of course he's going to say he exactly. Didn't he's do not going to be like, oh yeah, hands up, mm-hmm. I did it. Like, and that's the difficult thing with these these allegations yeah. and things like that. It's like, like you said, it's so hard to prove, mm-hmm. and it's so. Uh, that's what's frustrating. Like, it is frustrating. I think that's why a lot of people that become victims and are assaulted, they don't come forward. Exactly. Because they're like, well, I was drunk at a party. Like, no yeah. one's no one's going to believe me. And the, the the sad truth of that is, is it is going to be hard for you to prove it. Yeah, for sure. Like, and you are probably going to get grilled and have lots of questions. Yeah. And like, for example, like, the burden of proof is on you, right? Exactly. The burden of proof is on that Which person. Which sucks. And also 
you have to relive that experience over and over again, which is so traumatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched another like Netflix miniseries like a really long time ago. Yeah. Um, not a really long time ago. It came out like maybe a couple years ago and it's called, um, I think it was called unbelievable. And it's about this exact thing. This girl experiences an assault, um, in, mm. in her apartment and they couldn't find like a lot of evidence and stuff. And then it, it goes through her experience, right? And right. She, she gets questioned over and over again oh, and God. has to relive everything. And, and it's just, it, the, it's a horrible, horrible thing. And then like years later, and it's based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Then years later, a girl in like a different county, the same, almost like identical attack happened to her. Oh God. Because this guy did very specific things. Of course. Yeah. They always have a pattern, don't they? They have like something, yeah, uh-huh. like a fetish or whatever it is. And because it, he like, and then he, I think he like would target, like he strategically like went to different counties because they had different police departments, right? Uh-huh. And Right. So and they wouldn't have all the records. Exactly. And they wouldn't know for sure. Like they wouldn't link, uh-huh. link the two. And I can't remember how, what happened, but I think maybe like one of the police officers from like another county like mm-hmm. called and were like, oh, I had a f- similar thing happen here. Mm. And then they started putting the pieces together and it was like, a, like it was, it was crazy. And then and they caught him. Yeah. And the worst part is at the very beginning guys, well, I don't want to ruin it actually, ah! but, but, but the girl in the very first instant, the like male police officer uh-huh. that was like, or investigator that was interrogating her. I remember at one point he was like, you made this up, didn't you? Like, this oh is my God. For, yeah. And it was like super intense. Um, and it's just really interesting. To I see wonder how if that's unfolds. how some police officers like interrogate or not interrogate, but like ask. Yeah. That's, that's so messed up. I know. I know. Especially like I'm not in the camp of like, believe everyone. Of, of course, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there are like, that's the thing. Like there's people that do it and it's, it's a false, uh, accusation. Yeah. I don't think it happens as often as people say it does. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the numbers, but I, I can't imagine it happening like super often, Yeah. but it's those people that ruin it for like everybody else. Exactly. The, the person who cried wolf mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And I do agree. I think like there's definitely like, I'm not saying like blatantly believe everyone, mm-hmm. but also I think that there should be more like care given to like victims. Of course. Like, initially. At least treat them with some kind of dignity and because respect. there is a big chance that that did happen. Exactly. And it That's takes a crazy. Lo- it takes a lot of courage for those people to like uh-huh. come forward as well. So like for them to come forward and say what, whatever's oh happened. And you know, what's crazy. It's like not even just part of me in the YouTuber community. I mean, I guess it doesn't surprise me, but like, Mm. you know, you hear about all these cases of like really famous, like celebrity Mm. talk show people and Mm -hmm. all of this stuff. And then there was a whole, did you ever watch the Jeffrey Epstein um, case? No, I think it's too, I I would be too traumatized. I think it's it's (laughs) brutal. I never watched it. So you see all of this stuff. It's like going on all the time. You had the R. Kelly situation. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh my God. It's these people getting drunk on power. That's another thing. So I do think it is, it's not a coincidence that these kind of famous celebrity like Mm. figures, whether it's YouTubers Mm. or people in power. Yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence that they are doing these shady things because they think a, they can get away with it and B they have all these people flocking to them. So they, Mm. they they just think, Oh, like I'm the shit. Like I can do whatever I want. So I think it's very connected to fame and Mm. this is why idolizing people and like worshiping people like this is Mm. just not good. And even like Bill Cosby. I know that was the biggest shocker. Did you watch that show? I I didn't, I didn't Mm -hmm. watch the Bill Cosby show, but I like know of Bill Cosby. Yeah, Like he was so well like Uh, liked and well known and then like fucking oh god oh god it's like that was the most i think shocking thing because it's not like he was just some behind the scenes like Mm. um you know like what was jeffrey epstein what did he do what was his thing what was his career he was in finance Oh my God, guys. I don't know how I got oh, so like I, I didn't realize I was so boring. God you, no, dang. you is never born. Rose. Um, um, <laughs> no, but uh, Jeffrey Epstein, he worked in, I believe like finance and stuff. And he oh. was like well connected with like celebrities right. and everything else. Cause he like managed like uh, sure. money basically. Okay. So he was yeah. very rich man. Yeah. 
And I'm assuming that he ran some kind of ring, child yeah, prostitution it was ring like, or something. Yeah, something ah. like that. It's bad. See, I can't watch that. It's bad. It's too tra- traumatic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's him. There's Harvey Weinstein. Why do they have such a common name? I got those two mixed up. Yeah. Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein. I know. Like, like the what? Steens, man. What is going on? Anyways. Yeah, but there's some big names out there. And it's just like, you know, and you actually, uh, a lot of... um like a separate kind of thing. I remember there was like quite a few actresses that came forward as well recently right. that were saying uh-huh. like, you know, they've had instance instances throughout the industry. Like, Oh, experiences. for sure. I mean, these are just the stuff we know about. Yeah. We don't know what the fuck is going on behind the scenes. Exactly. Right? I think, I think that the, the, the stuff that goes on behind the scenes in Hollywood and stuff, I think it's a very it's shady. It's probably so bad. Like shit goes down. Like even like look at the, the whole college admission scandal. Yeah. Just like the shit that these people do Mm. um, and they think they're above the law. They've got expensive lawyers, all of this stuff. Well, and this is the thing. And we talked about like that whole Mm -hmm. college admission scandal case. The more we talked about it and the more I thought Mm -hmm. about it, it just made me so angry because again, we're talking about people that already have they're already the yeah. haves. They're not the have-nots. Yeah. They're the haves. They're already well ahead of it. Everybody else. And they're still else. cheating. I know. And they think that they're, they think that they, mm-hmm. because they have money and everything else, they can just do that and mm-hmm. they don't care. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, oh. I know. It makes me so angry. Oh, God oh. damn. I was watching, because um, I used to love Full House. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you this? Yes. And today I was just like, or not today, but like a few days ago, I was like mm-hmm. do- doing stuff. And I like to have some random stuff in the background sometimes. Yeah. So I just put on some Full House. <laughs> Because it's on Netflix, didn't I tell you? Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. I just put it on and yeah. then just, it, fuck, Aunt Becky, why? I know. <laughs> why, Aunt Becky? You why? ruined Full House for me. Yeah. Now every time she comes on, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> but it shows you the morals of those kind of people. The thing is, like, she probably didn't start off that way. That's no, the thing. It's these is, yeah. environments that Breed make this. people like this, kind yeah. of, you know? Well, because I guess you're right, because as part of that admis- college mm-hmm. admissions things as well, is a lot of those people maybe didn't initially seek it out. But then when that guy, you know, they yeah. found out, oh, is this what other people are doing? Like, exactly. And, and he was like, yep, these, the, the, the couple that lives down the road from you, uh-huh. they're doing this. Everybody else is doing this. You have to give your child the same opportunities as all these mm-hmm. other people. And then they, they're like, well, yeah, yeah I they do. They get sucked into that yeah. shit. And they're like, fuck, well, these people are doing it over here, so I have to do it as well. Exactly. Oh, oh, that kid got into this university. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the whole, th- like, yeah, I'm not saying the individuals aren't to blame at all. Of course they are. Yeah. But it's also the fact that, A, we're obsessed with these fucking universities mm. that are prestigious or whatever. Yeah. That's a big problem. Mm. The concept of, like, you know, just thinking that you're better than somebody just because you went to a certain university. That's a And problem. then, of course, just being surrounded by all of these haves, people that have all this money and power, yeah. and, you know, fame. And then just thinking, yeah, well, everyone else is doing it. So I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's just, uh God damn. Uh, well, does that bring us to the end of the show? It brings us to the conclusion today, guys. What is the conclusion, Daniels? And the conclusion is lawyer up, guys. Um, <laughs> that is the con- lawyer the fuck up. Yeah, just be careful. Just you- shut your mouth yeah, well, and get a goddamn lawyer. Something I'm not good at. <laughs> Seriously, not good I at. talk so much some days. I'm like, Especially when you're nervous, Daniel. Oh my God, I do. Oh my God, Daniel. That's the worst. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I talk so much, I'm not even breathing between sentences. <laughs> you need to learn to have awkward silences. Yeah, I do. Okay, and there's nothing more awkward than a police officer interrogating you and you just saying, no comment. I know, and that's what I need to do next time. No just com- say, I plead the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, you're not in the United States. Well, I want a lawyer. No comment. <laughs> no comment to all your questions mm-hmm. until I have a lawyer here. Mm-hmm. So it just sucks because then it's like, I feel like I'm making myself seem shady because I'm getting a lawyer, but at the same time I'm doing it because... You should be like, I watch too many shows. I am innocent, but I need a lawyer. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. It it shouldn't make you look... That's the thing. It shouldn't make you look guilty, but like it might, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh Uh-huh. So... 
So Anyways. that's it, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed our new uh, studio. Yeah, studio and Daniel's map. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Once again, guys, don't forget to check out our Patreon and join our Patreon family. Oh, Only $3, as little as $3 a month yeah. uh, to get bonus episode every single month. Yeah. And you can, of course, go back into the archives and listen to all our extra bonus episodes that are available in our Patreon for our patrons only. Yeah. And you get ad-free episodes. You get the episodes a week earlier than everybody else. And yeah. And don't forget, guys, if you are listening on your favorite podcast player, or podcasts, yeah, podcast platform. Platform. Um, they all have the option to follow the podcast. So just, just be sure to do that. Then you can catch the episodes as soon as they come out. You get like a notification. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to give this video a thumbs up. You know, show us some love in the comment mm-hmm. section. Subscribe if you isn't already. Feel free to argue with us. Oh yeah, exactly. Come on, put some <laughs> put some heat in there as well. Yeah, we, yeah. we lack it. We <laughs> like to we like to get into debates. So. Mm. And also, um, if you are on Instagram, check out our Instagram page at The Savage Podcast. Um, and those are all the plugs for this yeah, afternoon. That's this evening. It. Thank <laughs> you so much, guys. And we will talk to you next week. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.